Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me on the Hope for Today broadcast. I'm your host, Doran Wengard, founder of Wengard Ministries, where we are delivering hope to every heart. Again, if you've been impacted by these messages and you'd like to partner with us, please text the word GIVE to 844-333-7227. Now, I've been thinking about this time of year again when we focus on Jesus being born into the world. And I know it's something that we've heard and we've talked about probably many times in our lives. My family and I watched a special Christmas production by The Chosen uh, called The Messengers. And uh, what an amazing, uh, special, joy-filled production. And I loved it. My whole family, we loved it. And I'd like to encourage you, if you haven't seen it, go watch it. Uh, see if you can get access to it. But uh, I was reminded again of what a miracle it was that a young virgin girl who had never been with a man became pregnant, (laughs) really kind of out of thin air, Uh, pregnant with the son of Yahweh, Almighty God. Now, how impossible is that? (laughs) And yet, it's completely possible with God. Isn't that such an awesome story? What a great way to, to begin uh, in our reflection and thinking about Jesus is to think about how God accomplishes the impossible. Maybe there's something in your life that you think is impossible, but I want to tell you, Jesus is the answer. He really is the answer. Today I want to talk about the gift of Jesus. This is a gift that is yours if you will take it. If you will believe, it is a gift for every situation that you find yourself in. You see, this, the, the time when Jesus came to the earth was, was a difficult time. And it was after nearly 400 years of silence. The voice of God had not been heard through the voice of the prophets or, the, or angels or any, any supernatural events like that. And people, and I can imagine, people could easily say, where's God? Where is he? What, what has happened to the prophecies that have been given? Is God really? Is he really who he says he is? But see, God is not worried about that. He thinks long-term. He has things in place well in advance. When we think, oh, it's been, it's been 100 years, he's already thousands of years ahead. <laughs> so uh, things were set up already in advance. And You know, when we look in the Gospels, we're introduced to this truly new era. For for the the Jews, this was a new era. This is when actually all of time was reset in, in the Roman calendar. But even then, it was established that on the birth of Jesus, all of time was restarted. So it began by angels, again, and you know, appearing to Zechariah and to Elizabeth and to Mary and Joseph. And... I, I was talking with uh, my youngest son about the wise men then, who came later to give gifts to Jesus and Mary and Joseph. And I think of all these stories and things that happened. <laughs> these, are, these are special, very, very special events. So as you hear the stories again, reflect on how special and amazing all of this was and really should be and is to us today. So do you remember what happened? Matthew 2, it's when the, the wise men are described. And, and it says, you know, Jesus was born in Bethlehem in the days of Herod the king. And, and uh, these wise men came from the east and they said, we've seen his star. So where is this king of the Jews? And then Herod, he was, he was 
pretty troubled. It says he was troubled in all Jerusalem with him. There was not a lot of rest in his heart when he heard that there's a king that had just been born. And so he tried to trick the wise men. And he said, yeah, let me know when you find him. And I want to come and worship him. <laughs> it's like, no, no, no. He wanted to kill him because he felt threatened by him. And the wise men left the presence of Herod the king. And it says they saw the star. And the star went and, and, and rested over the place where Jesus was. And it says they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. And so there they found him. And they went in. And they found Mary and Joseph and the baby. And they, they opened up their treasures. And they presented gifts of gold, of frankincense, and myrrh. And I know we've talked about, I'm sure you've heard someone talk about these gifts and kind of what they mean. And, and I could go into that, but I, I want to talk about another story. And actually this, I'll just mention the fact that when the wise men left, Mary and Joseph and Jesus, they were warned again in a dream by the Lord not to go back to Herod, but to go back to their country a different way so that he wouldn't be able to intercept them. And so they escaped out of his hand. And then an angel warned Joseph and, and said, go into Egypt. So all of these things, it, it wasn't just, okay, at the birth of Jesus, everything went okay. There was danger. There was major things that were happening trying to take the life of Jesus because the devil was against him. But Joseph went to Egypt following the direction of the Lord. And, and I have to think, you know, what was that like to take his new wife and his new young son, who is the son of God, into a foreign country? How, how were they sustained? What happened? And, you know, have you ever thought about the significance of the fact that the wise men brought these gifts and then Joseph and Mary and Jesus left immediately, and they took these gifts with them. But have you thought about the significance of the timing, all of this being God's timing? Now, I want to I pause here. I want to I tell you a story. I want to tell you something that an old Jewish scholar friend of mine told me about the wise men. And he said that the, the things that I'm going to tell you are not specifically found in Scripture, but it doesn't mean they're not true. It just means that they're recorded in other history books. In fact, Jewish historians agree, and they teach this to be true. So I just want you to hear me listen to this story. Uh, either way, it doesn't take away from the joy of the story that we have here. It just adds a wonderful layer of truth that really, coming from a non-Jewish background, I wouldn't be able to understand. And if, if you've never heard this story, you wouldn't be able to get it on your own. But this shows how far in advance God plans for the things that he wants to accomplish. So Jewish history teaches that the wise men were part of a school of wisdom started by the prophet Daniel nearly 600 years before. And they say that, you know, Dan, Daniel had no children, uh, so he created an endowment fund specifically for the Messiah. He had actually become wealthy. He served under, he was the top wise man under five different kings in the East. And he did not want his wealth to stay in a pagan country. So he looked ahead. He's a prophet of God. And he saw the Messiah arriving on the earth. And he saw all of these things happening by prophecy. The Lord showed him. And so 
he left clear instructions and they were passed on in this school of the wise men they were passed on for almost 600 years that they could only be activated these these instructions could only be activated when the wise men of the future saw messiah's star in the sky and so daniel's treasure of gold was then to be transported and given to the baby king along with frankincense and myrrh now isn't that a beautiful example of how god had provisions in place long before his son was born he had set it up he had provided this and he had shown his prophet what was going to happen so again whether this is recounted a hundred percent accurately or not it does not change the fact that it does it sounds just like yahweh it sounds just like him to plan that far in advance (laughs) what an amazing god he is so when you find yourself in a situation and you say i'm not sure that god knows what i'm going through or i'm not sure that he understands listen he knows far in advance he plans for thousands of years he plans for hundreds of years he plans and puts provision in place so that when the time is right he can draw from that when you look at the circumstances happening around you it may seem like god where are you at what are you doing what what's happening are you are you acting are you doing anything on our behalf listen god has a plan that he will not lose on. He will accomplish everything that he sets out to accomplish. So now, I wanna just talk about what happened immediately uh, after all of the, you know, the, the wise men gave their gifts to Jesus, or to Mary and Joseph, and then they went to Egypt. All of that time that they were in Egypt, they were sustained by the treasure of Daniel. And then Herod died. So then they came back, and this fulfilled a prophecy that said, out of Egypt I will call my son. So there was three main prophecies about Jesus that the, the Jews of the time, would, they couldn't agree on. said he would be called Nazarene, and he would be born in Bethlehem, and God would call him out of Egypt. How is that possible? But all of that happened, and obviously many more prophecies happened specifically exactly as they were laid out but those three uh were the the scholars of the day they couldn't agree on it they would say well i'm not sure i I think he's going to be born in bethlehem but then why would he be called a nazarene so he lived in nazareth so now i want to talk about what happened i'm going to back up in the story i just wanted to mention that about daniel and i mentioned that about um, how god had everything in place but now back up all the way to when the angels announced the birth to the shepherds. Jesus had just been born. He, he, he had just been wrapped in swaddling cloths and he was laying in a manger. And again, this is a difficult time and, and this was depicted in the chosen uh, um, story that, that we were watching that this was not easy. This was hard for Mary and Joseph. They didn't understand. They didn't know how it was all gonna work out. But God had everything in place. And he announced this to the shepherds by angels coming. And one angel came to him and said, Okay, don't be afraid. I bring good tidings of great joy, which will be to all the people. For there's born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And then he said, This will be the sign. You will find him wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And then a multitude of heavenly hosts, or angels, surrounded him. And they began praising God and singing, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace, 
goodwill toward men. And I think those shepherds, I mean, they had never seen anything like this before. And they said, everyone needs to know. Everyone needs to know. And so they ran into the city and they looked for uh, the, to, to see if they could find Jesus. And they found him and they said, this is what the angels, they told Mary and Joseph, this is what the angels told us. And, and then they set out telling everyone, the king has been born, the Messiah has been born. But I have to think, you know, the angels said, peace on earth, goodwill toward men. And this was in a time of Roman control. This was in a time when it, it didn't look good for the Jews. There was a lot of difficulty in their lives. They were second-class citizens at best. They didn't have rights. They were, they were controlled and manipulated, and, and they were beaten, and, and things were not looking good for them. And here these angels said, peace on earth. So I'm looking at our current situation in the world. Does it look like peace on earth? I'm, I'm saying it definitely does not look like peace on earth. So what does it mean? What did the angels mean? They said, peace on earth, goodwill toward men. So if you focus only on your outward circumstances or what we see going around us, we could be tempted to believe that peace is not even a realistic expectation. And, you know, this could be in your life. It could be in someone, someone's life close to you. But that, uh, that's not what the angels were talking about. They were not saying that there is going to be peace from man to man or from mankind to mankind. It's different. Think of it in the way that God, if from God's perspective, he says, peace on earth, goodwill toward man. This, they were announcing that all provision had now arrived to finally make eternal peace between God and man. That's peace on earth, goodwill toward men. It is now the time of God's favor. Now the provision has happened. The kingdom of heaven has come to earth. See, God had prepared for this for generations and generations. He had been, he'd been directing and organizing and, and, and prophesying these things that would be happening. And here his son had now been born. So this, this began all the way back in the Garden of Eden because there was a requirement for righteousness that couldn't be paid. The sting of death, which is sin, was upon every person that was born into the world after Adam and Eve. They sinned, and that sin, the sting of death, was passed down. So what is the sting of death? It's sin. Every effect of sin, the wages of sin, is death. So death can be anything that points or, or, or leads or directs or, or draws people in the direction of death. This includes sickness. It includes poverty. It includes everything of degradation and destruction. That's part of the sting of death comes from sin. See, God prepared in the Garden of Eden. He prepared a perfect place. All provision, everything was, was working perfect, perfectly. Man and, and men and women could live eternally with the tree of life. They could live without any problems because God had created a perfect place for them. And now, Jesus had been born on the earth and he was born as a perfect human. See, the righteous requirement had to be paid by a perfect man. This was not possible until the Son of God was conceived in the womb of a virgin and was born with blood in his veins. See, this all comes down to the payment of sin is a payment of blood. 
in, in the Old Testament. The Jews would have to sacrifice animals. These animals would not, um, would not pay for their sins. It would simply cover their sins. It would not make them righteous forever. It just covered the sins already that they had already committed. But it was always pointing forward to a perfect, a perfect sacrifice. So we can't separate out any of the things that happened in Jesus' life. His, his birth, his life, his death, and his resurrection. It all is part of the same story that Jesus was brought to the earth as the greatest gift for mankind. In uh, 1 Corinthians 15, it talks about this corruptible, this body putting on incorruption, or the mortal putting on immortality. And he, he says, when this happens, then death is swallowed up in victory. And in verse 55, it says, O death, where is your sting? O Hades, where is your victory? The, the sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. So uh, when, I, when I look at that, I, I have to go all the way to verse 57. He says, But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. See, this is not a victory that we someday will have maybe sometime off in the future. He has given it to us. He gives it to us. It's a real time. It's now. It's now. Right now, it is for you. You have been given the answer for the sting of death. And it is in the, the birth, the life, the death, and the resurrection of Jesus. The payment has already been paid. So then in Galatians, Galatians 3, uh, it says that we have been redeemed from the curse of the law. Uh, Galatians 3.13 says this. And so if I look at all of the curses that happened, uh, Jesus became a curse for us so that we could become the righteousness of God in Christ. See, he redeemed us so that the blessing of Abraham could come upon us, could come upon all Gentiles, all people, Jews and Gentiles alike. And when that happened, the price was paid past, present, and future for all of humankind. So do you see here that Jesus had to become a curse for us? He had to become a curse. He had to actually go through the process of full death to pay for the sin of all mankind. All of this began when he was born as a baby on the earth, when the kingdom of heaven came to earth. And this is also that the blessing of Abraham would come upon us. See, God had, had committed to bless Abraham. Do you remember what that was? Genesis uh, 12, verses 2 and 3. God said, I will make you a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you shall be called a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse him who curses you. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Do you understand? This is a blessing that is now ours because of Jesus. Because Jesus has made us now heirs with him of the blessing of Abraham. I want to read that in Galatians uh, 3, verses 26 uh, through 29. He says, For you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ, there is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither slave nor free, there is neither male nor female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you are Christ's, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Now that is the best gift anyone will ever, ever be given. Do you understand? He has made so that you can be an heir with Christ 
of the promise and the blessing given to Abraham, that all of the goodness of God is directed toward him, all of the goodness of God is directed toward you. See, this all was accomplished because Jesus became a curse and paid the price. He paid the price of the righteous requirement for sin. Now, if I look at receiving the inheritance of Abraham, even though you are made an heir, you still have to reach out by faith and you have to believe it. You have to reach out and you have to accept it. What is it about Abraham that was credited to him as righteousness? It says, Abraham believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness. See, you have to believe. You have to believe that this is all true. This is part of the Christmas story, the story of believing. Believe all of it exactly as it's described. Look into it. Let the Lord show you the truth of what he did when he sent his son to the earth. This is an amazing time. Remember, the greatest gift of all time is available to everyone who will believe. Thank you so much for joining me again today. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. God bless you.